Blog Talk Radio. Binary. It is time once again for the tipping point. The Southeast most gorgeous cast. <laughs> um, we're gonna have Charlie Bravo on tonight, and we're gonna have Rob Killjoy on tonight. But of course, who are you always gonna have? You're gonna have Stephen Platinum. That's me, and of course, Larry Goodman. How are you doing tonight, Larry? I am well, sir. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm out here in the uh, looking at a friend's softball game, and it's just a gorgeous time, and it's beautiful, and um, yeah, I'm feeling really great. So well, we got another man. another day of rain here. We've got a lot of rain here lately in Atlanta. I don't know, you know what's a little, more than usual. Everybody always tells me, you know, because I'm here in Florida. Oh, well, you know, it's going to rain. It's in Florida. Of course it's going to rain. Georgia gets way more rain than Florida ever does. They just do. Remember when they had last year or maybe the year before they had that, like, it felt like 40 days in a row of rain in Georgia. (laughs) It was just like, that has never happened here. I mean, we'll get, we'll get like showers here. The occasional heavy today, it's supposed to be, Percentage chance of thunderstorm? Not at all. It's gorgeous. It looks like a postcard, you know. So it's very, very nice here. But I did have good weather when I was there in Georgia this last weekend. That's for sure. Yeah, sounds like you had quite a good time. I did. You know, barring barring some stupid guy that almost let the gas run out in his car. Everything else yeah. went pretty smooth. <laughs> <laughs> in the middle of fucking nowhere. <laughs> yes. You know, when, it, when, when the closest gas station is in Dublin, 15 miles away, you, sir, are in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> but all is well, and, uh, you know, now I'm probably never going to let it drop below seven-eighths of a tank. <laughs> so, <laughs> you can be one of those guys. <laughs> it sounds oh, like you man. had a great so, hey, time at Peach State. To... Yeah. Yeah, Peach, Peach Day was fun, except the, the heat in that building was woo-wee. Ooh, child. Yeah, child. yeah, that was, that's, a, that's a hot hot box. The construction of that church gym is not conducive to summer weather conditions. They had a bunch of fans. You'd never have known it, that there were fans running in there. I don't know where the hell they were because it was, it was <laughs> hot. But, it, Haley, as I said in the report, it did not dissuade the fans from enjoying the show and being in for the whole thing. A lot of fun, yeah. Good, good times, good times. Well, that is so, excellent. Well, yes. What did you want to talk about, Larry? Well, uh, a, a few things. Uh, one, um, I got some comp tickets for the impact taping in Nashville yesterday. I was unable to go, but Scott Hensley was able to use those tickets, and he said it was very good. He said it was a very good taping. Well, that's great, and I mean, I got to say, you know, I saw all these people saying, Money in the Bank is the best pay-per-view that's happened in a couple of years. Money in the Bank wasn't the best pay-per-view that happened last weekend. (laughs) 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 I thought Slammiversary was very successful, and I cannot, I mean, you know how unbearable Impact is to watch with no fans. It is unbearable. Yeah, pretty much impossible. I mean, yes. Tough. And Tough. their style of uh, often their style of matches, I think, is doubly horrible without fans. When, I would agree. Could you imagine if the ultimate X match with no fans? It would have right. looked like an exercise in stupidity. It would, you know, but with fans, 
boy. I mean, nothing like that. The fans' reactions when Chris Bay took that Canadian destroyer when he was sitting on that guy's shoulders. I mean, yeah. just so like, I mean, there were actual shrieks. <laughs> and, and it's just so awesome to have fans back. And I mean, uh, you know, no doubt Money in the Bank was made better by fans. Um, that Raw last night, which was basically a uh, a shit sandwich, where the bread on one end was good and the bread bread at the end was good, but everything in the middle was shit. But you wouldn't know it because now people are, oh, that was a great Raw, was <laughs> a terrible Raw. But again everybody we're in the honeymoon period right now, Larry. There's no doubt about that. So, yeah. Yeah. So Scott said to look out for, uh, Chris Saban and Moose had a good match. Chris Bay, uh, and juice Robinson had a good match. And, uh, there was a, uh, four way with Jake, something Davari, Rohit and Trey Miguel. That was, that was very good. And Eddie, Edwards and Morrissey had a hardcore rules match. He said that was crazy with multiple tables being broken and some really stiff, brutal stuff, a big gash behind Morrissey's ear. So he said that he said they got, they got big crowd response for that one. So it sounds like some good stuff to look out for on that Excellent. show. And look, look at Larry, the man with all the connects, making it happen all over the place for people. Yeah, it was, Love it. Yes, and uh, and then uh, I was watching the most recent Southern Honor show on IWTV, and I will say this: uh, this was the July two show. The production was better. You know, they have good production values there, but the the one couple before that that I tried watching, the way it was shot made it very hard to watch. Um, the switches mm. were too fast, and it was kind of it was difficult to, to to watch. This was not. This was this was much, oh, this was very well very well done very nicely done, but it occurred to me as I'm watching this is who who is the top babyface there who are their top babyfaces is it Owen Knight now um, I I guess that's as good a bit is it uh, All Star Special. Well, what struck me watching it, and I'm I'm sort of like doing a little homework here because I'm going to be covering the uh, Rumble Jack with with Rob up in FBI uh, Night oh, One. Good. So I'm so, so I'm doing Rumble Jack, and um, that was you know I thought well boy they got good baby faces in the tag division with all star all star special and technical excellence, but on the single side, they they kind of beat everybody. Yes, they have. Um, Jordan I mean, they've, 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 they've thrown a lot of people underneath David Ali to build him up. Yeah. And, and who's the guy on the horizon? I mean, it's, it's one of those things where if you look at the major promotions, um, I mean, I, I, having definitive baby faces and heels who are at the top of their game are vital. And there's some that are leaning heavy one way or the other. But I, to me, when I was having an argument, I was having the WWE versus AEW argument, I went, all I know is everybody knows who the top baby faces are in AEW. Absolutely no. Adam Page comes out, and they are desperate for him to beat Kenny Omega. You know? They know it. They know that Mosley is a star. They know that Eddie Kingston has become a star. And they know who the heels are. That's the easiest thing of all, right? It's the elite. And when you have those things in play, it makes it so easy. And, um, and the WWE has some work to do. We know who they're going to beat Roman Reigns. Who would you yeah. want to see beat Roman Reigns? These are huge questions. Now, maybe they've done a good job with, you know, hopefully Big E. It's amazing the power that Paul Heyman has, is it not? (laughs) Thank goodness Paul Heyman gets, we need a baby face that matters. Um, And, yeah, so that, but, you know, the Rumble Jack, it can make a star. They've definitely established it as that. So I will be curious to see. Me too, because they beat them all going into this match. I mean, they've got they've got baby faces that are over. Joe Black is really over, but he the show ended with him passed out, and yeah. and Cody. I mean, excuse me, uh, Logan Creed turning. 
Um, yes. Mac got a big response. He's not going to be there. He's going to be at SCI. Um, so you got so that leaves Owen Knight, Gunnar Miller. He lost in 23 seconds to uh, Corey Hollis. Not not that he wasn't over, but he they, they beat him. Now I know that's that's a that's part of the the feud they're doing. I get that. Um, and, and, and I think they did a good job turning Kingsley, and then he got his ass kicked by um, Cyrus. And, and and Ali beat Miller, right? So um, here's here's a Larry. If you had to predict right now, who's your guy in Rumblejack? Who's winning that thing? And don't say Nasty Leroy, or I'm going to cry. Oh my God! <laughs> I, I, I know you mentioned that about why he's booked, and I, I yeah. I guess just one of those. They things don't. Like, they uh, don't know who Nasty Leroy is. That's what that is. <laughs> so they just don't know who Nasty Leroy is, but they're about to find out. Um, so, um, who's your prediction to win? I have mine. I have a good for the first time. I really think I know who's going to win that thing. I have no clue. Of course, Rob follows that promotion closer than I do. Uh, I mean. On the babyface side, it would seem to be Knight, but he's already had his story with Ali. So I guess I don't have a good answer for you on that. What, I'm, call, I'm, I'm calling my shot. I'm pointing. Since I'm here at a baseball field, I'm pointing Point right now. I'm pointing at the fence, uh, and the great Platt Bino says it's Gunnar Miller. I think Gunnar Miller's winning it. Uh-huh. I think this is going to be their make good on basically Gunnar Miller all the way back from last year's Rumble Jack when Hold My Beer Hansen tossed out Gunnar Miller. And oh, that's right. I think this, I think this is going to be the payoff of all of these ways that Gunnar Miller's gotten screwed, that Gunnar Miller's going to be one of the first guys in and really show his stuff and really establish himself. That's my prediction, but I could be completely wrong, of course. Well... We shall see. First come, first Friday, August. Um, I hope they're excited that you're covering Rumble Jack. I think that's really cool. I, I go out of my way to watch the Rumble Jack match itself as much as I can, though it is happening on the same night where Ace Haven has asked me to make sure that I'm checking out Pro South because they're going to do a bunch of big stuff on that. So now, I will just have to have multiple things going at once, I guess. Let me ask you about that because you mentioned that in your uh, in the news and commentary. Are you talking about their their big show is the thirtieth? It is. Is that the one, or are you talking about the the the, the night of the Rumblejack would be, which would be the following Friday? No, he said two weeks, but it was in the middle of the week. So I guess if you count last Friday as week one, then I guess maybe it is this Friday. And if that's the case, that would be much easier for me. I would much rather do that than try to watch two things at once. So yeah, I will I'm definitely sure. check out Pro South this Friday. Okay, okay. Yeah, it'd be the, so it'd this be Friday the 30th is their big they, show. That's their Mad, Mad City Mayhem is on the 30th. So they got one more, Mad, they got to go home, and then they got, they got Mad City Mayhem. And that, that, I would suspect, I'm very interested in that one, too. I was thinking about making the drive for that one because um, uh, that would be my only thing I can do that weekend. I will not be at IWN in McDonough to see what happens with the uh, Kevin Nash and cast, you know, all-star cast of thousands there. Uh, oh, my gosh, that McDonough show. It is going – there's going to be no middle ground, Larry. That thing is actually going to get pulled off, and it's going to be incredible, or it's going to be – I mean, it's going to be a Swiss cheese show where it's like, this is a problem, this is a problem, this guy didn't show. You know, the promoter got pinned up against the wall. Paul Orndorff suddenly rose from the dead and showed up and demanded his money. I mean, it's yeah, – like, it's <laughs> – <laughs> I certainly want eyes on that thing, I guess is what I'm saying. Well, it's, so. it's a Dwayne Bell production, so I imagine we'll have some drama. And, you know, and I see that Rob Kiljoy is booked on that show under the name Duckman. So we can ask him about our ask him <laughs> oh, about it when he comes the, on here in the second half. The show that did put him as Duckman. So He's Duckman. He's listed as Duckman. Yes. I yes. love uh, – you know, i got to tell you, our two guests tonight, I mean, I, I – Getting to work with them at IWE was such a joy. Uh, I mean, people lament about wrestling. Uh, I got to tell you, it's in good hands um, at the indie level from what I've seen. And there's so many promotions doing such big stuff. I mean, I know I always sound like a jerk when I say things like this. I think we're eventually going to have to go through 
um, a deflating, honestly. Like, there's so many promotions running. Didn't Rob say there were seven shows running on Saturday? Seven on Saturday. I mean, eventually something's going to have to give. I'm glad that there are enough wrestlers to fill these spots, but I just can't help but feel like eventually things are going to have to fall by the wayside. Some promotions are going to have to get sacrificed. It's just the nature of the beast. But until then, it's great that the guys have all these places to work. We haven't heard stories of a disastrous promotion, not paying people in a long time and that kind of stuff. So no, we none, shall of the, see. none of that stuff. And we've got two promotions in Rome. We've got, we got running on the same night, KLT and this sort of uh, other group that's look, you know, kind of a backyard group, Rome Wrestling Entertainment. Mm. Um, uh, how wonderful dare program. they run against the number one yes. promotion in Georgia? How dare they? How about they? that? <laughs> and uh, speaking of competition, I see we've got another uh, wrestling history site for Georgia. A Facebook oh, page is called Rest- Wrestling History from Georgia. Ooh. Has, has launched. I wonder who is could be behind that. that. Garris- is that David Garrison's thing? I believe so. That if that I mean, forgive my bad grammar, but that done been launched, Larry. That thing's been around for two years. Uh, now what they usually have done is just post like it's kind of like what Randy Ward does, where he just like scours the internet and then just posts like an old match or an old picture or something like that. But I guess they're going to cover some news now. They're they're all about it. So. I'm glad that David Garrison has an outlet for his petty, petty rage. I'm so glad. So well, he he promises real, real resting history and not not and not opinions. So um, yeah, you don't want. I mean, I mean, who wants to hear opinions after all? I mean, I don't want show reviews. I would much rather have a show where they just list the moves that are done, the time of the match and have no editorializing whatsoever. Those are so fun to read. So I'm looking forward to it, and um, we wish them the best of luck in their future endeavors. (laughs) And I know that's something that we usually associate with, you're fired, but I'm just going to assume that this thing is never going to take off. So I'm just going to wish them luck, I guess. So I'm going to be gracious. And you can always get wrestling news at just Google GWH News and Georgia Wrestling History will be That's the first right. thing that comes up if you Google GWH News. Make it easy on yourself and get Georgia Wrestling History and all the good stuff. And let's go to guest number one. We've yes. got him now. Nightmare yes, Factor guy. And we've got yes, Overkill <laughs> member Carly Bravo on the Tipping Point. Welcome, sir. Oh, what's up, guys? What's up, guys? Hey, what's going on, Carly? Not just Overkill member, the guy who has is part of the best picture that has happened in Georgia wrestling this year. The look on your face, taking that damn choke slam. I was like, it looked, it looked staged. I mean, it looked yes. like they were like, all right, stand on this um, glass. And so we can't see it in the picture, or we'll just we'll just take it out with digital. Dude, I, yes. I gotta say, um, all great performances, and that's you know, is a great performance and a great match. Um, yes. Have an air of truth about them, right? So yes. was it scary being that high in the freaking air? <laughs> I'm gonna be honest with you, it was absolutely terrifying. <laughs> Judas, Judas is a monster of a man, okay? And I did not. I don't know if you can see in the picture, but my feet are over the top rope. Like he got me up there. <laughs> it was absolutely scary, terrifying. Some would say. And who did, and in IWE at the fight at the end, Carly? Who did you yes. Who did you knuckle up with when you guys just were just swinging at each other? Who were you Who were you uh, paired up with? So, it was me at first, at first, at first I was looking across from Hammerstone, and I kind of figured that that wasn't a smart idea, so I kind of shuffled my way over the, I shuffled my way over the legacy, and that didn't turn out to be a good idea neither. <laughs> you know, you know it's bad when, you know somebody's fired up 
when you have Hammerstone, Legacy, and Slim J, and you're like, you I don't want to get anywhere near Slim J. It's not even a consideration. Slim J, he was so hyped. I've been wrestling all year. I've been wrestling. I've been, I've been making my rounds. I've been hit by a lot of big dudes. I cannot I, – I swear this on everything. Slim J, with that clothesline, hit me harder than anyone has ever hit me in wrestling. I had no idea why he was so angry and why he hit me so hard. <laughs> <laughs> hey, like a truck. And I saw him, I was like, oh, that's a legend. Oh, he don't got that much gas in the tank. That's Slim J. Oh, my God. He put my, my heart through my back. Oh, my gracious. <laughs> hey, I, I, I got a question for you, Carly. It's a question I've been asking Absolutely. myself my whole adult life. Why, you know, why, does, why do intelligent people, an intelligent guy like you, get involved in wrestling? What's your motivation? What drove you into pro wrestling? Okay, well, that's a half question. I'm going to tell you why. Because I'm only half intelligent. Um, I'm, uh, I was, you know, I was in the United States <laughs> Marine, and if you know anything about the military, we're the retards. We're the, we're the guys who shoot first, ask questions later. You know, I guess you could say I'm a glutton for punishment. You know, um, I'm all about, you know, punch, 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 kick, 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 fight, 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 you know, and we'll drink a beer after. That's my type of stuff, man. So wrestling just seemed like right up my alley. Okay. So, part of, yeah, I mean, that that explains why you're in it. Did you think, I mean, COVID hit, that had to just yeah. suck, but then you started yeah. popping up on AEW, it, yep. I started hearing your name more and more, and now I got to work with you. Like, how did you, did, were you ever worried that, like, man, this is the worst time for this stuff to happen? Or are you just that guy that's like, you know what, I'm going to figure it out, I'm going to overcome, and that's exactly what happened? Honestly, I was, uh, in this situation, I was probably the roads grown in concrete. Uh, COVID wasn't my, wasn't my yeah. uh, it wasn't a, a terrible thing for me. It actually was the biggest blessing I could have had. Had COVID not happened, I don't know if you guys would know Carly Bravo as a wrestler. You know, um, the, the stars aligned. Really? It happened. Um, yeah, yeah. Everything just happened. Um, I Before this, I had a regular job. I was chilling. I was doing my thing. I had made a big name for myself in Atlanta with music and stuff. So wrestling wasn't something that I was really uh, looking into. I was a fan of it, but it wasn't something that I was really thinking, I was really thinking about going after. Um, a best friend of mine, one of my best friends, is on the Georgia scene. And uh, so he's been trying to get me to wrestle for a long time. And I thought about it. I thought about it. And one of my friends, uh, Murder One, you know, a legend, Atlanta legend, uh, knew I was a huge fan. COVID was going on. I was kind of just sitting around, going to the gym, doing nothing. And he, uh, he asked me if I was willing to do it. He passed my name along to QT, and the rest is daggone a nightmare, daggone happy ending story. Wow. Yeah. I mean, so, I got, this, is a cliche, this is a cliche. I know Larry's got a question, but this is a cliche, but I had – I would have never known that you would have been doing it such a relatively short amount of time. There's just a I, way yes. that you carry yourself. And the, the, I mean, it's, of course you can mechanically learn the physical stuff to do, but it's really the sort of instinctual stuff that mm. you do. It's the ring IQ stuff that you pull off. And I mean, I'm, I'm blown away. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm blown away. I just got to tell you that. I had no idea you'd been doing it for such a short amount of time. Coming from, coming from you guys who are literal, uh, you know, you guys are, are, you study wrestling. You know, you guys are daggone scholars when it comes to wrestling, especially Georgia independent wrestling and just wrestling in general. You guys are, are, the, are the, the top of the top. You know, you guys are the guys who, who decide if you're over or you're not. You know, guys go to wrestling. I've been there. They go to wrestling shows hoping to get a Larry Goodman write-up or for Steve Platinum to say something good about them. Um, that means a lot coming from you guys. Uh, and I guess I could just talk it up to, I guess, yeah, the trainers. Uh, I have, you know, I, I think I have a natural charisma that kind of works for me. Um, I'm, I'm very good with people. So if we're just, I'm, I'm used to putting on shows, too, especially coming from music side and everything like that, putting on shows and doing stuff like that. I'm very good at connecting with, with fans, you know, even if there's a small barricade between us, whether it be a TV or a barricade gate or a microphone, anything, I can make you feel like you're sitting right next. And it kind of just works, you know, it, 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 just, it just fits. But, but as Steve used the word instincts, inside the ring, you seem to have the, the right instincts for what to do and when to do it, which, you know, that's not everybody getting into it has that. 
Um, you know, I hate, like- to, I hate to say, I hate to sound cliche, but there was a guy I used to like a whole lot back in the day. I used to like him a whole lot. He's not around much anymore, but he used to say something. He'd say, and you can't teach that. You know, it's just something that just kind of fit. <laughs> <laughs> so um, what were you doing in the music world, or what are you doing in the music world? If you still are. Well, I was. I was um I was a, a rapper in Atlanta for a while. Um I was big on as far as the local Atlanta rap scene. I did B E T, M T V, did tours, was all over the place. Um it was fun, but it kinda just, you know, got kinda old. I needed something to challenge me. You know, it was fun. I had my time, you know. I, I got you know, I got kinda famous off of it. So, you know, now I'm focused on this. So tell us about Overkill and how this mm. concept came into being with with you mm. guys and and the ex- very interesting selections as to who's in this group. Yeah, totally. Uh, overkill. First off, shout out to all my Overkill people. Everything is okay, you know. Danny, Ashton, Vicky, David, uh, my gang. We're um, it was it was just I think right time, right place, right people. You know, certain connections were made. Um, I had known, I've known David Ali, Danny Dorton, and Ashton Starr for almost two or three years now, way before I was, uh, before I was wrestling. Um, I used to always visit the wrestling, the Atlanta wrestling uh, indie scenes. And so they knew me as a rapper. Like they, everybody, with the exception of Zicky, who I met this year, they know me as Rapper Carly. So they're kind of like blown away that, that I'm a, yeah, they're kind of blown away that I'm a wrestler. And it was, they saw me wrestle. And I think that's when the gear started turning. Um, it just fit. We all just fit. Where everybody was at, um, you know, Danny being probably the most over-female in Southern wrestling, David having just one of the most incredible runs uh, indie wrestler could have, you know, not just in the South, but in, in all of independent wrestling. We all yep. know Zicky Dice's story, you know, literally trained by black and brave Seth Rollins, you know, made a super name for himself by just being ridiculous and over-the-top and outlandish. And Ashton is, a, is Ashton's definition, Georgia wrestling, you know, um, um, I'll say front runner, Georgia wrestling pioneer, you know, one of the, one of the few people that, that stood up, you know, for, for LBGQ and everything before it was a thing, especially in wrestling. Um, and they all, you know, and then I came out of nowhere and I had, you know, I had Cody and I had QT and all this pressure on me and all this, this big name. And it was just, I think that everybody just kind of felt the pressure, you know, we all kind of was pushed to the side for being much. No, Danny's too mean. David is too serious. Ashton is too flamboyant. Zicky's too outlandish. Carly is too confident. It just, it just, it just fit. You know, it just, it just fit. And we all just, you know, we were all trying to go to the same place. We we're all, you know, we're we're all real close to each other. We're all family, and it was just a no-brainer. You know, why don't we take this show on a roll? Why don't we show everybody what we can do with our powers combined? And it just, and it, and when things fit like a puzzle piece, they fit, and this just fit. Carly, I don't mean to talk about you like you're not here, but I'm going to do that for a second. Larry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what we just heard right there, did that not invoke a vibe that really hasn't been around wrestling in a long time? Like, to me, I got, like, that horseman thing where you could really talk to any of the horsemen, and they could talk up all of the guys. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. the fact that Carly did that um, – put everybody in the group over kind of, but they each have their own individual thing, which he acknowledges, but then talks about how they all came together. Not to mention, if you look at the first names of the five members, that is a boy band waiting to happen. (laughs) (laughs) Carly, Danny, Ashton, Vicky, and David. Oh my God. Like we need to get that on the road tomorrow. Carly, you got to make that happen music-wise. I will I make that happen. The world's sexiest band needs to happen. Overkill. Mm. Knocking them dead. That's awesome. That's I love awesome. it. You, you know, Carly, with your background in, 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 as a rapper, it seems like you'd be a natural for promos. I've not had the chance to hear you cut promos on the shows I've seen you at. Um, have, you, have you done much promo work in, in, in live situations? Yes. Yes, I am. That is my bread and butter. I am. I am a promo guy. I can talk. I'm a talker. You know. Um, I dropped a really good promo. I feel it was a really good um promo on David and Ashton. I'm not on David. I, I dropped one on David actually for the first IWE show. I've dropped one on Ashton and AC. Um, I my Instagram is full of them. I love doing promos, and my thing is I love doing promos that no one's seen. 
I love doing promos. We're in a different age, you know? We're not in the same age of talking in front of a, a chain link friends and saying, hey, brother, I'll see you in July at the Smoke Show Showdown. We're not doing that no more, you know? We're in a different place in wrestling. You know, we're, we're in a different spot now. You know, now production is in, um, effort is in there. You know, I'm no longer just trying to do the same regular promos that everybody did in the 80s and stuff. Now, you know, talking is a major part, but now environment. I want to believe what you're saying. I want to see where you're at. You know, I want to I want to see that that the person that you're portraying is the person that you actually are. Those are the things that I check off on my promo list, and I you will see it very very soon. They're gonna give me a live mic, and it's game over from there because I just I am a talker. Mm-hmm. Cool. So you're um you're 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 heel with Overkill. I saw you as babyface with uh, um, AWE. You have a preference? Uh, no, I, uh, I don't, I don't look at myself as heel or face. I kind of just move, uh, you know, um, by nature, I'm just a fun loving person. You know, when David's out there at IWE being all serious and, and being mean to the fans, I'm actually slapping them five, you know, just cause we're in a group. Yeah. Yeah. Here. I saw that. I love that actually. You know, mm-hmm. um, we're just, that's just my thing. Um, I, am. Um, if, if the time calls for me to get a little rough and tumble and get a little more aggressive then that's that for the most part, I try to just, I'm a happy go lucky person. I try to be that until that bell rings when I get to really let it loose, you know? Cool. Great, man. So where can we see you coming up? Where can we see you coming up? Well, you know, I was listening to you guys' show earlier. You know, I was, I was really in tune. I was checking it out. And I heard you guys mention something about the Rumble Jack, which is mind-blowing to me. Because I don't know if you guys have noticed. I don't know if anyone around here has put the pieces together yet. But there's... There's, I think there's three members of Overkill already in the Rumble Jack. Yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. There's three members of Overkill already in the Rumble Jack, and I believe that whoever wins the Rumble Jack is supposedly supposed to get a title shot against the fourth member of Overkill, which I don't know, I don't know how that's going to work for many people. So, you know, I'll, I'll drop some breadcrumbs there. Um, we're definitely going out Ooh. to New Texas. I'll be in Limitless in, uh, in October. Um, up in Maine, um, I'm going to be attacking the Indies in a way that most people have never seen. I'm going to be all over the place. I got New South coming next week. I'll make my debut at New South. Actually, that's this oh, week. Nice. Um, new, yes, New South. Um, I've done Pro South. I'll be at New Texas. I'll be at Limitless. I'll be at Defy in, uh, in November. So this is the beginning of something major. This is, this is the, the train has officially moved, and I, my plan is to take myself and Overkill everywhere that we can get it. Nice. Well, man, this has been an absolute pleasure. And, again, again, seeing you in action was great. I'm hoping you're going to be at the next IWE show because I'm definitely going to be there. Yes, uh, I will be there. I have some business to settle. I don't know. That last show, man, it kind of put – for the first time in my whole life, I actually – I held the title in my hand. You know, it felt good. Mm. I pinned the champion. I picked the champion mm. last night, Jack. So, you know, I might have to see if they can give me something for that, you know. Um, and I just want to say uh, just to you guys, thank you, you know, from, from me being a person that's in the business now, even uh, to being someone that was not in the business now, was just a fan beforehand. Thank you for everything you guys do for the indies out here. Thank you for everything you guys do for Georgia Wrestling. Steve, me and you had an opportunity to actually work the last couple of shows, and that has been a blessing. You know, you've been able to see me from the jump. Larry, you saw me from the jump down when I was in the Goom so doing my thing with my buddy out there. So it just means so much that you guys are just following and to, that you guys are seeing the progression, you know, and that, that you guys are, you know, just seeing the work that's being put in. I want you guys to know that you guys are a huge factor of that. Excellent. Thank you, man. Thank you. Appreciate, Appreciate that. that. And, welcome, and thanks guys. for coming on with us. Oh, man, thank you, guys. Listen, the show is just getting started. Overkill is, this is, this is the intro. We've got a lot of story to tell. <laughs> I love it. All right, well, that's Carly Bravo, and you heard him. You heard the man himself. He's going to be all over the place. You need to catch him, or you'll wish you did. Yes, sir. Thanks, guys. <laughs> See ya. Thank you. Love it. Love it, love it. Yeah. Well, we got some we got some yeah. punctual guests tonight. Love it. The uh, the ugly duckling, or one of the I shouldn't say the ugly duckling, one of the ugly ducklings himself, in a true world warrior, which I definitely want to ask him about when we get him on here. Uh, we're being joined now by the one and only Rob Killjoy. Welcome to the Tipping Point. What? <laughs> Damn, dude. <laughs> What's Hello, going Rob. on, Rob? 
How's it going? It's going great. Um, I'm going to just jump in with a question right off the jump. So okay, when, when, they call, when they called you Duckman on the poster, what was your reaction? Were you like, that's hilarious? Was it annoying you because people were bringing it up? What was your first reaction to Duckman? Or is that what you wanted? No, uh, no, I think it's hilarious. I, do, I don't take it too seriously. Like, I, I think it's funny. Uh, I've been doing this almost 17 years now, and that you you learn to just roll with it and just kind of understand, like, no, take everything in. Don't go into anything with a negative attitude. So it's just, Ooh. oh, no, that's hilarious. I'm not even going to correct them. It's funny. They call them that news. That's cool. Like, and I, I went back and I looked at my messages because the guy saw me on a show, and uh, he gave me his card and was like, "Hey, I want to book you. Here's my card." So I texted him and I went back and looked to make sure. Hi, this is Rob Kiljoy from the Ugly Ducklings. You saw me, so and so. Blah blah blah. Work out a date. Work out a price. Poster comes out. This being sent to me and tagged as Duckman, and I can't find their social media anywhere. It was obviously just a glossy picture someone took a, a, a picture of. It's like a glossy poster someone took a picture of. So I don't know. Just very, very random. I don't I don't know why they just assume Duckman, but whatever. Maybe it's easier for the kids to understand. If I sell a bunch of T-shirts, maybe Duckman works. Larry. <laughs> 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 I, you know, I got to ask you about your road schedule. I'm fascinated with guys who do a lot of um, driving, go to a lot of different shows. What's uh, got any idea how many miles you're going to put on your car this year? Oh, um, no idea. But I am uh, in the 220 range right now. Uh, I know my last car made it to 327,000 miles before it died. Hmm. And uh, but uh, uh, I I got it used, so it had like. 160 or 180 or something when I got it, but I still put some miles on it. So I'll just I'll drive this one until it dies and then figure it out. <laughs> and you know, are you Rob, on? Go ahead, please. Steve. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, Rob. I I mean, I mean, you, I suspect that you know this already, but as a guy who's been around the guys that you've worked, and you know, now I've been there for two IWE shows. Um, other regard you so highly the the ducklings in general but you in particular as just the guy who knows your stuff i mean you've been doing it 17 years but you and i both know there's a lot of guys out there who would who've been doing it for 17 years who don't know shit right <laughs> but clearly your ring iq is incredibly high and the way that you deal with people and the kind of authority that you carry what do you attribute that to why Why are you somebody who learned and is able to convey information so effectively? But, um, you know how you, you're always here in order to get better in any field, you need to work with someone better than you. So, uh, you all want to work with people better than you, that makes you better. And that's true. However, in my case, it also makes you better to work with some people who are worse. And I'm not saying that I'm great at any means at all. I think I'm terrible. But the, I've, I've been put in so many situations with people who shouldn't be in a ring, with, on shows that shouldn't be ran by people who shouldn't run shows. Or I've just been thrown in there with people who just don't know what they're doing or they're dangerous. They just don't have a clue. And it's up to me to do whatever I possibly can to drag at, at least a passable and hopefully a good match out of whoever I'm in there with. So working with so many people who are just awful, and don't get me wrong, I've worked with very good people too. Not everybody I've been in there with is awful. But working with terrible, <clears throat> terrible wrestlers, you should understand, okay, uh, this is all the scenarios that could go wrong, so I need to have a plan B, a plan C. I've got good at covering when spots are blown or something just because 
I've had experience with that. I didn't get good at these things by having good matches. I tell people, like younger guys that, when they ask me for advice, I tell them that all the time. Bad matches you learn from also. So that's just, Mm. I've just never taken a break. I don't stop. I don't take weekends off. I've never thought about quitting. I've never thought about just, oh, well, I need to take a couple months off. I, I get hurt a lot, but I'm really injured, and that's crazy considering some of the stupid stuff I do. But, so it's just a matter of experience. And again, whether that's good, bad, and different, to have 17 years of experience. So I've earned the right to an opinion, whether I'm right or wrong. So I feel that, uh, sorry, I know I'm rambling. I'm just trying to sum it up exactly how I view it because it's not something that I've just put into words. It's just how I think and feel. It's hard to, but yeah. 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 (laughs) Uh, All of that, if you could just, you know, sum that up somehow. (laughs) I'm not great at words. (laughs) So, uh, Rob, I've... you know, I've seen you in a whole bunch of different scenarios and different types of shows, and it really caught my eye when you um, showed up at, at Pro South. Not to say that, that the wrestlers there are, are bad, but there's a lot of guys who are are just learning. And um, you've gotten you've had good matches with just about everybody that you've been in the ring with over there. I, I'm just wondering what motivated you to to go all the way to Pro South for that. You know, know for knowing what it was going to be. What motivated you to do that? Well, no, uh, they have a wrestling ring. So if they, if there's a ring, it, like you know, it's like it's filled of dreams. If you build it, I will come. You know, if I I just if there's a wrestling show and I could be on it and I'm able to be on it, then I want to be on it. I don't get burnout. I don't get to where I'm just. Oh, I just wish I had a day off. I don't get to where I'm angry about wrestling. I've never my love for wrestling has never waned. So again, like mm. that's pro south. I I like what they have going on there. Like you said, there's a lot of guys learning, and I sit in the locker room and I watch the matches and I try to give advice when I can. Uh, again, whether that's good or bad or indifferent, at least, at least it's something. It's some sort of feedback to them. Um, but everybody has to learn somewhere, and it's also good to wrestle in front of a crowd weekly because then you have to mix up your stuff. You're forced to not get complacent. You have to absolutely. Uh, you have you have to keep it surprising. You see, and I've been in those situations too. That's also helped me. I've wrestled in the same places every week for a while, stuff like that. So that also helps. Like I, I tell people all the time, I've only got four moves. I just change them around a lot. <laughs> I just uh, figure out. I just figure out different ways into them. Like you could only play. A, there's only so many strings on a guitar, but how many different like songs are there? You know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah. Well, Rob, I just you ramble, also I just ramble about wrestling. <laughs> Rob, you know, you also you did that Ducks Fly Together show, which was so great. Um, is that something that you would be interested in doing on the regular once you're not actively wrestling all the time anymore? Do you even think that way of like, okay, what am I going to transition into doing? Or do you you're, are you just living in the moment of like, I'm wrestling now, I'm going to wrestle in all the places that I can? Or do you look oh, no, ahead at what you might do later? Oh no, I I I'm just gonna wrestle until I die. That's how I feel about it. Uh, the uh, mm. I've never yeah. I've never considered that. I do I do enjoy like say helping with matches and stuff like that. But also Ducks Fly Together, that which was a great show. I mean, I think it was very successful. We we raised over five thousand dollars for Lance, and uh, and right now you know I, I I speak to him multiple times a week. He's in high spirits and everything, so he's. Still going through his treatments and everything. Hopefully, he comes out on the other end of it. But, um, <clears throat> which again, if uh, you guys want to, you know, plug that show, it's still up on uh, IWTV, and the donate the donation link is still on there. It's got the little square thing that you zap with your phone. So, but uh, so donations are always still open for it. So, <clears throat> but um, that's great. I was I was going to ask you about that. I'm glad you I'm glad you got into that. Um, it, and also glad to hear that he's undergoing treatment and, and seeming seeming and that his spirits are good. Right. But we also had a lot of guys there that, you know, just all the love for Lance was just overwhelming. Like uh, we had everyone volunteer their time or we had promotion sponsor people to come down. So it was a lot of fun to put together, but it also, we didn't have the stress of, 
you know, having to pay talent and stuff like that. So I can't say that that's something I would be interested in. I enjoy booking. That's I'm not saying no, but I'm just saying, like, uh, I don't feel I got the full experience of running an actual show, per se, mm-hmm. because it was nothing out of pocket or, you know, I didn't ha- there was no stress when it came to anything like that. And it was also a good, um, a good cause, a special occasion. So you're not going to have that with every show. So I don't know. With um, the ducklings, that, you know, at least somewhat sidelined to some some extent due to due to Lance's um, medical issues. You've been doing more singles wrestling. How, how does that feel for you? Well, uh, I've I've never stopped doing single stuff. Uh, I, like I said, I've been doing this almost 17 years now. The Ugly Ducklings have only been teaming together since 2015. So mm-hmm. I was doing a lot of single stuff uh, before that. Even throughout that, I was still doing single stuff because uh, you know, Lance and Mikey, they weren't wrestling on Wednesdays and Thursdays and these spare shows or wherever I could pick up bookings. Uh, they would take weekends off because they had other stuff like a wife's birthday or uh, Mikey had, I don't know, his uh, friend from kindergarten's hamsters getting married, so he's got to go to the wedding, so he can't be on the road that weekend, something like that. So, I, But I never took weekends off just because they did. So whether it was uh, teaming with Colby or just me doing single stuff, I just I feel it's roughly the same. I still like to do uh, tag stuff, absolutely, but the single stuff it wasn't an adjustment because I never it never got out of my system. I kept doing it. How many nights a week do you wrestle uh, these days? Uh, normally at least uh, at the very least two, but normally at least three, and then okay. there's the the whenever I could find four, five, and six, you know, I do that too, because uh, you know I'll find. Uh, I know shows that run Wednesdays sometimes. Uh, there's shows that run Thursdays. I wrestle every Friday, every Saturday, most Sundays. There's a rare Sunday I'm off, but I usually try to get it filled. It's not until the day of, like that Sunday, where it's like, well, I guess I'm not wrestling today. Like this past Sunday, uh, I had a show that got rained out uh, Saturday night. We got the announcement that Sunday show was off, so I was able to find a show about an hour from me, uh, and went and wrestled it. <laughs> what What's your driving range for a show? I mean, uh, I I don't know whoever wants to book me, but there's some places like I would say I, ten to twelve isn't a stretch for me at all. Ten to twelve hours isn't like say a stretch at all. When it gets up to like say fifteen, seventeen hours, you know, normally then I need a flight. But it also depends yeah, on the service. Fly brother in, right? It's like you don't have a guy drive for more than half a day. Fly a brother in. I, but but I'm not I'm not above doing it though because I've driven out to Iowa. You know, I've uh, I've driven, but then also it depends on the circumstances. But sometimes that's the way the shots line up. Like we ha- we've had a show in New Jersey and then had to leave during intermission to make it to a show the next day in Florida that started at 4. You know, it's like, so, shit. And that's like and that's like 16 and a half without stopping. And I remember uh and then we've also done from Tampa to uh was it yeah to um what was it was a Hoboken? Well, I can't remember but uh somewhere in New Jersey. But we've done Tampa to New Jersey. Damn. And so, uh, you know, that's harder to get a flight like that whenever you got two shots lined up like that. But it just depends on what it is. For one show, it's like, oh, no, I normally fly. But if I can make – I try to make a loop out of it, but sometimes that's just how the shots fall. One's in New Jersey, one's in Florida, the next one's in uh, South Carolina. Like this weekend, I've got uh, Georgia Friday. I've got to be on early because i got to leave because i got to pick up some guys in Charlotte to go to New Jersey and call time for New Jersey is 10 a.m., which I will probably oh. be late for. <laughs> I will probably be late for that. And then uh, I've got a show Sunday in South Carolina. Holy so shit. I'll be doing this. So I'll be doing this. The, is a, it, this is yeah. like a WWF in freaking 86 tour schedule. <laughs> if, if, I, if I were Barry, Barry Windham and Mike Rotunda, I would have quit. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean um, the territory guys didn't have didn't have those kind of distances. Jesus, right. but but I, I did it to myself. That's just again how the shots lined up. It's just how it worked out. 
I did it to myself, but I don't hate it. Uh, you know, I, I've never just like, sure, it sucks to like drive that far, but I don't necessarily hate traveling or anything. It's just, all right, cool. At the end of it, I get to wrestle. Cool. As long as I can make it on time, everything will be okay. I do not like traffic. I do not like other drivers because everybody drives like a maniac. Uh, they don't understand what the word limit means. <laughs> so with 17 years in, in all that you've done, what's on your list of things you still want to do in wrestling? Uh, wrestle everywhere that I haven't yet, and then wrestle again in the places I have. Like uh, I've, I'd love to come back out to Limitless once we work out a date at some point. Like uh, I'd love to go back out to Minnesota. I'd love to go back out to California again. Uh, just anywhere that'll have me. I'm just trying to get my name out there and get some eyes on me because, I mean, I feel like, again, whether I'm good, bad, or not, I'm at least different, and my stuff is different and surprising. So that's all I got going yeah. for me, but I hope that's enough. So I just need to get seen by the right eyes, I would hope. But, again, who knows? Yeah. If I never if I never do, I'm not going to stop doing what I'm doing because I love wrestling. So I enjoy wrestling wherever I am. So I never go in thinking, like, oh, I don't want to be here. Oh, I don't want to wrestle this guy or anything. I'm going to do whatever I can to make it the best I can and have fun. But don't forget to love wrestling. Well, you know, one one of the things I love about you is that love of wrestling comes across in your work. It's just – you can just oh. feel it. It's there. Well, thank you. I try to convey that. It's like it's it's all I give a crap about. So. <laughs> there's, I mean, there's a lot of guys – I mean, Rob, I don't know if you could take this double blow job from me and Larry, but, like, there's, there's a lot of guys who – who want to be player coaches, and you're one of the few that I think pull it off incredibly successfully. And, um, you know, I I had fun at that IWE show. I mean, it's been a long time since I've had, you know, like a, a locker room to kind of take care of a little bit, and it was, it was a pleasure. And then I had to end up booking stuff because, you know, things went haywire with people not being able to show up and all that stuff. And it was – it was such a relief to just like, okay, like I think all I asked you was like, what's your finish? Just to make sure the other tag team match didn't step on it. Like yeah. and beyond that, I, did, I wasn't worried at all. I was like, great. Yeah, do you, do you, <laughs> and then, do you, and then do you, I went off and got the, then I just got to put out another fire. Yes. <laughs> I remember your first answer and then the then second answer. <laughs> yeah. Was, I said, I'm not worried about, I, nobody else is going to do what we do. I promise. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> and then I was like, "That's right." Yeah, and so I was just like, and I was, so, and then that to me that meant, okay, they're going to do a finish similar to uh, what they did last time in that great match against the Exotic Youth. So it, it worked out great. So I, I would, I, I think any promotion would be lucky to have you. I think if you know AEW brought you on board, to, you're one of those guys that I think if they brought you in to wrestle a couple of times again. I think they would bring you back a dozen times. You know what I mean? So uh, well, I, I, I know you're going to have this great career. So, well, I definitely try. I would hope so, but you know, I can't get. I'm still, you know, 17 years in, and I still feel like I'm begging some people to answer messages. <laughs> it's, just <laughs> not, yeah, it's crazy, but I'm just going to keep going. But it's like it's very weird. So like I've worked for you before. Just answer my message. You hit me up about this date. Why will you not return my message about that date now? This is very odd. Why are people like this? <laughs> it, if I just want to wrestle, I would like to make money for you while you're paying me money to wrestle for you. <laughs> if uh, I asked you what your some of your top moments of 2021 have been so far, what would they be, your top wrestling moments? Well, I would definitely have to say the top one would probably be the Ducks Fly Together show. Okay. Just without that, it's just, uh, I mean, I feel like our match that night was just, I I enjoyed it. The wrestling prodigies are really just incredibly talented at such a young age. Uh, they remind they remind me of me when I was 17, when I started out, except they're way better. <laughs> The only similarities was I was 17 <laughs> off the, uh, the uh, um, uh, yeah, just the Ducks Fly Together show. I mean, teaming with Colby. Uh, my match with Colby last week 
Well, I mean, uh, this past Friday was really something else. Like, I thought it was uh, something special. Uh, Steve Carino loved it. Like, his dad loved So, I just, I was happy with it. Of course, I hate everything I do. I always hate my performance. But I was happy with the match afterwards. I was happy with the crowd. So, I'll watch it and then I'll hate it. But I was very happy with the crowd reaction. <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> But I thought that was a very special moment. I mean, uh, Colby and I have only wrestled one time before, and that was five or six years ago. And that was mm. like when we had just first started teaming. And we've done a, a triple threat match, me, him, and Lance. Uh, I don't know if you guys ever saw this. It was on the Summer of Quack show, ran by, uh, I believe, Viral Pro Wrestling. Uh, it was a couple of, couple of years ago. We had a triple threat match with uh, all three Ducks, and it was guest refereed by Coach Mikey. And that's... Uh, one of my favorite matches I've ever had. <laughs> but again, that was a couple of years ago. I know you didn't ask me about that, but I just, I go off on tangents. I follow that right. But uh, yeah, I would definitely say the top one is uh, the Ducks Fly Together show. Uh, I would say uh, my Limitless debut in Maine uh, back in February. Uh, well, I think it may have aired in March. So whenever I'm supposed to say that was. Uh, the, uh, <clears throat> Man, I, I don't know. I've just every weekend I'm just creating new memories and trying to have good matches and just trying to help people and just trying to teach, trying to learn, trying to entertain, uh, try to Wait. pop the boys, pop the crowd, pop myself. <laughs> just, uh, so I'm just when uh, you're I don't know. when you're um, helping out younger guys. Are there um, somebody say particular? Themes, recurring themes that come up in Ooh, that's good. the kind of things you're, you're the kind of advice you're giving them. Uh, take time. I know a lot of people think that I like to do a lot, but I put a lot of time in between my stuff. I feel like there's mm-hmm. times to go fast. There's times to take that second to show the crowd who you are and show them your face. So that that's the main thing. Like say where I'm just like, hey, take a second here. Hey, I'm not getting up until. This time, you know, you don't do this until I get up. You feel that time, you know, just something like that. Mm. Which I don't know how much I'm supposed to give away on this podcast. I'm just talking about wrestling with you guys. So I don't. No, know. you can talk about. You can <laughs> say whatever you want. Say whatever no. you want. Kayfabe means. No, I'm sorry. But that would be the first. Again, I can't say that's the most. But that's the first one that jumps into my head. So that makes me assume it's probably the most common. It's just, uh, hey, take time here. Hey, slow down here. Hey, we'll do this. Take that second here. You know what I mean? It's just when you're a character and then you come out there as a character and then you just wrestle like a wrestler and there's no character in your wrestling, well, that's there's a disconnect. Yeah. yeah. Like, I, I'm, I'm crazy in my everyday life. I don't feel that there's any point in my match that I don't appear crazy. <laughs> it's just that, <laughs> you know, just... The way I just have a wild look, just my eyes and uh, my smile or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> well, you know, that's, that's an interesting thing because I, I, I never really thought about that regarding you. But, you, yeah, you, you change speeds. You, you can go fast, but you also give things time to sink in. Right. So, yeah. So you just yeah. got to run for 40 seconds and you got to stop. Yeah. You know. Steve, you got a question for, for Rob? Um, I do. Uh, so, Rob, I don't know if you can recall this, uh, but where can people see you in, let's say, the next – in this, this summer? What's going down for the rest of the summer for you? Okay. Let me think for a second. <laughs> okay. This Friday yeah. I'm in, I believe, Covington, Georgia for Platinum Championship Wrestling. Uh, oh this God. Saturday, this Saturday, I will be at Wrestlers Lab for uh, uh, in Richfield Park, New Jersey, for their um, Alchemy tapings that start, I believe, at noon. Uh, this Sunday, I will be in St. Matthews, South Carolina, for WrestleForce uh, for Bob Keller's promotion. Uh, <clears throat> yes, and then next week, let me think. Oh, and actually, I can just pull it up. You guys, give me a second. I'll find out right now. Well, you'll be a, you'll be Duckman that weekend. Oh yeah, at least one night. Yeah, oh yes, yes. Um, 
the 30th. I am in Chester, South Carolina for uh, action-packed wrestling, or as I like to call it, quaction-packed wrestling. Uh, I will be teaming <laughs> with Colby there. And then the 31st, I am, uh, yes, I am in, where is it again? It's somewhere in uh, McDonough, Georgia, I believe. That's correct. Yeah, McDonough, Georgia. Have anybody McDonough. heard of that? Is that a real place? Yes. McDonough. Uh, and yes. I, will, I will be portraying, I will be, yes, Madonna, Georgia. <laughs> I will be portraying <laughs> Duckman. Uh, then I've got, uh, yeah, so I've just got all sorts of stuff coming up. Then I've got, I am in Boiling Springs, South Carolina, I believe, August 6th. I'm in Delaware, Ohio, August 7th. Oh, and look at that! I'm first. I'm free the August first and August eighth. Those are Sundays. So if you guys hear something, fill me in. I'll be looking to fill those dates. Uh, right. The thirteenth, I'm I'm in Ridgefield Park, New Jersey. Uh, the next day, I am in. Uh, oh, this is going to be a great weekend. Check this out. August thirteenth, I am in Ridgefield Park, New Jersey, where we are wrestling. I'm in a scramble match. The next day, I am in a ladder match in Thompson, Georgia, for Viral Pro Wrestling. The next day, I am defending my RWA Heavyweight Championship against Cahagas, the Tokyo Monster, in High Point, North Carolina. And I don't know if you guys are familiar with him, but he's going to beat me up pretty good. And I've got a ladder yep. match the night before that. That's going to be a fun uh, one. Yeah. Uh, August 21st, uh, I've got XWW based out of Charlotte. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I believe, yes, August 21st. Uh, August 27th, Colby's got a big birthday party show. I don't know if you guys saw last year's, but it was insane. And this year's going to be even crazier. I don't know if you saw this. He's uh, wrestling uh, Steve Carino. He's wrestling his father. He made the challenge. Oh, my God. This past, Friday. Yes, this past Friday after our match. Go look it up on social media. Look for Colby Carino. It's all over. I've shared it on my Facebook. I've shared it on my Twitter. Uh, him challenging his father. His father accepting. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, you guys should keep your eyes peeled for who I'm wrestling on that show because I can't say anything yet. Uh, right. August 28th, I'm at uh, Wrestle Revival for Firestar Pro Wrestling, their big show of the year, their uh, Super Bowl or WrestleMania, as you'll call it. That's pretty much the rest of my August, but I'm, I need to get through here probably later or in the next couple of days and start filling up some dates again because even though I've only got like 10 dates or something, that seems pretty bare for that month. I need more. <laughs> Yeah, well, man, this has been an absolute pleasure. Um, How can people contact you you guys? I'm sorry if I bored you guys. I bored my girlfriend just talking about wrestling. I love it it when people have a viewpoint and they talk and they talk their stuff. I think it's great. I think it's great. Normally, I'm just doing like in-character interview stuff and I'm just quacking and being funny. But then it's like, oh, no, actual wrestling question. Well, let me talk about that. Oh, it's been six minutes. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, this has been fun. Thanks a lot. We we really appreciate waxing, it. We really appreciate it. Waxing poetic, waxing poetic, or quaxing poetic about wrestling, huh? Yeah. <laughs> well, man, um, you know, definitely check out Rob. Uh, he's all over the place. He's fucking follow great. Us, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Ugly Ducklings at Three Mother Duckers, Coach Mikey, Colby Carino. Lance Lude, Rob Killjoy, follow us all, all the Instagrams, all the uh, social medias. I don't have an Instagram, but Three Mother Duckers does. Twitter, Facebook, help us out. Give us follows. Tell them I'm your favorite wrestler. Tell them to book me. Pay me to wrestle for them. <laughs> absolutely. Will do. Thank you so much for being on, man. It's an absolute no, thank pleasure. you, guys. I appreciate you having me. And, uh, I don't know. Who knows? Maybe I'll see you Friday before I got to take off after my match. Okay. Right. Take care. Wellington, Georgia. This Friday, guys. Platinum Championship Wrestling. Rob Killjoy. Rob Killjoy. Quack, quack. Ugly ducklings. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Bye. Cool. Larry. Oh, that's excellent. He's coming into PCW Friday night. Wonderful. I did not know that. That's pretty awesome. You know, yeah. PCW is expanding their thing, and uh, that's a clear sign that uh, things are expanding even more. So, Right, right. 
So uh, you you gonna you are you relaxing this weekend after last weekend's jaunt? You got you got more goings on. Oh, of course I'm relaxing. Of course I'm not. Um, I got invited to attend a show called Get This, Larry Division Pro. Why is it called Division Pro? Because they have actual weight classes. So they have many oh. tournaments each night to determine their champion in each one of three weight classes and their women's division. So it's a lot of it's a lot of newer, younger wrestlers, and uh, but I am fascinated. And so they reached out to me and they said, "We got tickets for you. Will you come cover the show?" So look for that Platinum Show Investigations coming out in the next couple of days, and I'm going to that on Saturday. Outstanding. What is your weekend looking like? Well, I unless I get super motivated. And go to Concord for PWA because, man, that's a hell of a card, including Chip Day and Davey Richards. Oh. J.D. Drake versus versus Ethan Page. Savannah Evans versus Danny Jordan. Lucky Ali versus Fred Yehi. This card is packed. Um, so, but barring the really getting the wild hair to drive to Concord, I'll be in Cornelia for Anarchy Wrestling. Excellent. Well, Thank you to our guests, Carly Bravo and Rob Kiljoy. Absolute here, delight. Here. And great to hang out with you as always, Larry. And we're going to see you in a couple of weeks. Uh, I think I might have a couple of uh, female wrestler guests for us lined up by then. Oh, wonderful. So we, shall, we shall see. For Larry Goodman, I'm Stephen Platinum. Thank you for joining us, and we'll see you once again on The Tipping Point. We thank you for listening to this broadcast, a production brought to you by the GWH Radio Network. Stay tuned to GeorgiaWrestlingHistory.com for the latest information on upcoming events and more. As always, we thank you for your continued support.